Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group in the Orion Line School of the Prophets. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is Sunday, the 19th of November, 2017. Welcome, everyone. Greetings to everyone. May Yahweh bless you. And hopefully you're all doing well and in perfect divine health. Welcome, South Carolina. Is that MJ? Uh, no, it's not. Okay, sorry about that. I was just checking because there's another person from that area that's... No worries. Yeah. Well, greetings anyway. Thank you. you have anything you would like to share, South Carolina? I know you just come in here. I don't know what happened to Gypsy, but... uh, There's a lot of things happening nowadays here, folks. And um, from last Sunday's call, do any of y'all have any questions from last Sunday's call or anything you would like to share? Or anyone willing to come in here and share what they have on their mind and would like to share? You know, quite a few people come in here and they just, they'll type in this and that, but they really don't participate in the call. Hopefully this will be a question and answer uh, call tonight because White Wolf is, you know, five by five right now. And uh, I didn't really have nothing prepared for tonight. So if you have questions, please ask them, and I'll do my very best to answer them. I will hawk. I don't know what's happened to Gypsy. Every once in a while, I'll see her pop in here and there, but other than that, you know, I, I can't say that we know what's going on with her right now.
Do any of you have any questions that y'all would like to ask or or possibly share with the, the group here? Um, well, those are some quite interesting videos about about the blood. You know, there's quite a few things going on there. But, you know, I know White Wolf has touched on it many a times, and there are some questions that come forward, but in most cases... You know, it seems like that's something that people are afraid to talk about. I mean, you know, if if people would just open their hearts and minds and look back at what the ancients did and the rituals that they did, you know, and why they did it, you know, we'd get a better understanding. But... As we come down through history, the so-called churches and religious entities wanted to do away with that, hide it, and practically abolish it. But the initiated ones, I mean, they passed it down, you know, by word of mouth, in other ways. But nowadays, it don't seem like too many people really understand what it's really all about or why it's so important. Even the Messiah teacher, you know, told the um, the apostles as well as, you know, excuse me, no streaming audio, Jim. Found a few more things for me about the power. Thank you so much, Wilo. Um, I mean, it would do people really good to go back and, you know, get on YouTube and check out, you know, about the power of the blood and the meaning behind it. Uh, I know there's a woman that's on the uh, uh, YouTube. I think her name is Teal Swan, and she... She's got some enlightening videos on there. And the purpose of the menstruum and other things, too. I mean, it's just not her. There's quite a few if you really go to look. But there are some that hold back and don't tell you the true meaning and what it's talking about. Well, others will go a little bit further where you can get an idea of what it's all about. Anyone have any questions at all? Yes. Now, who is this? Hello. Yes. Who's speaking, please? I'm known as uh, Roddy K. I have a question, statement, or, or comment to make. I usually keep quiet and listen. That's the way you learn. I understand. But, uh, I've been listening to a lot lately. 
and watching and reading in my experience. So here's here's my question. Okay. I want to know what people's problem is with those known as Masons or Freemasons. Because in my opinion, Freemasons created this country. Freemasons, in my opinion, not being one officially, no handshake or anything like that. Freemasonry is merely finding your inner Jesus, your architect, your order out of chaos. So when I get on these calls sometimes and tell these people they're crazy because they're all over the place, they're out of order, they come back at me with, oh, you're a cop, you must work for the government, which tells me that they hate to be told they're out of order. So what is the deal with the Masons? Are they really that bad just because they don't tell their secrets within their own group, which they have a right to keep their own family secrets? No, I understand. Are the, are the Masons that bad? I, I think people just hate Jesus, really. Well, because they don't uh, like that. They don't like that cleanliness. They don't like that structure. They don't like that behaving, do right morality that the Masons have, in my opinion. So anytime you say, "Hey, you're acting a fool," you need to quit doing what you're doing. Oh, you're a Mason. You're a Jew. You're a cop. What what is with that? No, I understand, but most. Most people that are that are in the masonry uh, organizations or masons, uh, most of them really, I mean, they go through the rituals and everything, but very few of them know till they get up to the thirty second or even into the thirty third degree what it's really all talking about. The other ones are just going through the motions. They really don't have no clue to what's really truly going on there. They just see themselves as a brotherhood and, I mean, doing things for the community and other things. But it's when so you what get are, up. What's really, go, what's really going on? Well, there's quite a few things going on. And I, and I don't deal with the Masons too much, so I don't want to speak out of line because, you know, I'm not. Would, would you be willing to say that uh, our alleged founding fathers were Freemasonic? Washington, D.C. is all full of. Jesuit, Mason, Masonry, if you will. So would we be here without the Masons? <clears throat> and often they're equated to Christianity. I mean, well, I believe we, saying, hey, we this, is, this, is not, this is not right. Let's fight against it. Here's your rights. What's wrong with that? Well, I understand. I believe George Washington was a Mason and so was Thomas Jefferson. You know, and a, a few others in there, but uh, like I said, you know, I, I'm not a Mason, and I don't keep up with all that, so I don't want to speak out of line and tell you something that I don't know. Well, look, look, look at Washington D.C. On one side, you get the Virgin; on the other side, you get Mary. So, you see a lot of symbolism and religious. I guess um, a lot of uh, cult, cultures back in the day had similar things that we see in the Bible. So, about the flood well, and the Virgin birth and stuff. So, I just personally. If someone says that they're a Mason, if that means architecture or Jesus being 33 and the cornerstone and keeping things in order, building things correctly and keeping your life in line with, you know, perfection, the best of your ability, what's wrong with that? There is nothing wrong with that. But, I mean, those those symbols that they're putting out there, a lot of people are vilifying, demonizing, and everything else. I mean, like the Star of David and everything else. There's a, a greater meaning to those things. You know, like they look at the ancient hieroglyphs, okay? 
extra medium. Okay, it says a picture is worth a thousand words. Usually when you see a picture, because let me back up a little bit. All right. Our mind sees in pictures. And what we see within our mind's eye, so to speak, or we speak out, you know, the words to explain what we're endeavoring to get across or explain what we see. And then everybody might see it a slightly different or from a different angle, but yet we're all seeing almost the same thing, but certain people sometimes put their spin on it or their twist on it, or they might not want to reveal what's really there or what they really see. They just would like to hold it back, kind of. You know, well, they form a, entire religions around it, what they think it means. Well, I don't belong to any religion, and I know people say, I know when I was younger, I used to say I was this or that, but I don't belong to any religion. And I just did a call about that uh, recently, about looking on stuff. One of my family members recently said, you first eat something with your with your eyes. And uh, I did the story about Lot's wife. How her, like if you can read, you're actually, it's called bread. If you can look upon it and read it, you're devouring it. You're lusting after it. It becomes you. You are what you eat or look upon. So Lot's wife's sin was, all she did was look back because she was, she was going to start missing the world that she was so, she so loved. So she looked back. She didn't no, turn away from it. You know what I, I mean? Yeah. I mean, the entirety of the scriptures are secrets hidden in plain sight. Symbols are pictures. They transfer far more knowledge unless you use parables or idioms. I mean, you know, metaphors, allegories, sometimes numbers in gematria. I mean, it, it just, there's a lot more to it. You know, to me, to me, to me being a Mason is being Jesus. It means don't do what the world does. Don't believe what they've been led to believe. Seek for yourself. Well, it said, well, I understand what you're saying. I mean, but without some of those things, we, we may not have been put on that path to where we can find out what we come to understand and believe, you know, uh, because we listen to our parents and we listen to our peers a lot of times. And they come up with certain knowledge that sparks our interest. It's going to cause us to go forward and dig into it and look to see if what they're saying is exactly right or not, or we can get a better understanding ourselves. But there are those that just whatever, and I ain't trying to knock any preachers, so don't take it that way. But there are many ministers out there that they say that they're the only church and there could be one another assembly just like theirs down the street. And they will contradict each other. They say, well, no, ours is the... You need to come here because we have the truth. Even though there's another one just like theirs down the street. Well, you don't need to go there because they're not exactly teaching a lot. I mean, it's Somebody's just a conflict. noisy there. Yeah, I'm going to... Let me see if I can use some of this out. But what I'm saying is, everybody's got their own idea or concept of God, okay? And it, in 
people can say he, I know they call him Jesus and they call him a lot of different names, but the very scripture that they say that they know and that they read, it says God is not a man that he should lie. But yet they're sitting there saying, well, Jesus is God. The scripture says we're all gods. And even... I don't, the, I don't, the, I don't think Jesus... I don't think Jesus ever said he was God. From what I was reading, you know, he said, look upon the Father. I think he, if you need to read the New Testament, because he said in there, you know... If you've that, seen me, you've seen the Father. It's, it's like spitting image of, yeah, behavior. No. But here's, well, here's, what I want to get, here's what I want to get at. I grew up it's, in a world of Christians. My family I'm was all Christians. I'm just using an example. But their mm-hmm. life was chaotic. They were always sick never had any money, never had any order or structure. But when I look at the people that don't profess to be Christianity, Jesus, their life's in order. And I'm thinking that is closer to God than saying I love Jesus and I'm a Christian and I went to church. Is when your life is in order, that to me is Masonic. It's structure. It's what, the, it's what Jesus was. Jesus, in my opinion, was a Mason. He was saying get stuff in order. But being such a full of chaos and professing Jesus. Be Jesus. Be God. Like, you know? Well, I understand. So you know, being a Mason, you know? I understand. If they ever looked up the 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 name Jesus, I mean, really, really searched it out and looked at it, look and see what it means. It means, it, it means I. I am. No. no. It means Zeus. Zeus, Jupiter, Peter, Victorious, Sol Invictus, the Invincible Son. Yes. Oh, okay. The French. Well, Roddy French K definition. was. Roddy, sorry, this is Jeremiah. Roddy K was actually correct, though. He was saying that when you say, you know, I'm Jesus, basically, or I am God, or you know, you're just basically doing, you know, what you're following in the footsteps of Jesus, basically, by saying, "Look, I am God." I mean, I get you, Roddy. I get you. Why? Well, when you say, my, my point is to, is to be smart or wise as a serpent, to do things in order, to be an architect, to be a builder. If your life is in chaos, but you say, I love Jesus, I think it's a mockery in my opinion. So I'm just saying the Masons created this country. They created the order of things. And it's not a bad thing. Well, the Masons, it, it, it was more than just the Masons. Okay? There's more to it than meets the eye there. You know, Christianity is a Roman Empire's church creation, subservient to the church and authority of Rome. And, I mean, people can, you know, they can look at it any way they want to, and they're going to find whatever they want to, but if they go to the prime root of where that word came from and that meaning came from, it all, I mean, they're not going to be able to argue with it and fight it. A lot of the symbolism I see adopted, though, uh, you could say was stolen from the Egyptians, uh, who were Masons in, in, in their day, just being close to God. They knew the stars, and they knew the, they knew the will of God based upon his his stars, you know. It's not really astrotheology, but a lot of this well, stuff was adopted that, and confused by the churches, you know. Well, who do yeah, you Roddy, think? I, I totally agree with you. You know why? Because you think about it, all of the worship of the intellect is about who's going to be smarter than the next man. So, like, if early early caveman was like...
Oh. Um, sorry about that. Uh, early early caveman said, "Hey, you know what? We're we're gonna we're gonna trap man. We're gonna trap our fellow man with with our own brain. We're gonna say, you know, so go ahead, Raleigh, because I I totally feel where you were going with that. I mean, if you're not yeah. smart, yeah." You know, let's just put it this way. See, Plusianus, Volume 10, Section 12, 381, Current Era. And also, A.W. Robertson, Word Studies, 1938, Lexington, Kentucky, Volume 6, between 70 and 120. And, you know, I understand what you're doing, but, you know, you were talking about the Egyptians earlier. You don't think that they had the true knowledge back then that was carried down to this time, that the only true knowledge came was when the Messiah teacher, the one you're calling Jesus, came? Yes. What I'm saying is these people we call Masons, I think they're just acknowledging God with their symbols, and that's not a bad thing. The symbology, how are we going to understand anything without symbology. I mean, we have words and things, but it's just like if I tell you a black cat or a white horse, uh, you know what it is, because when I said that, if in your mind you can see in your mind's eye a white horse or a black cat, we see, our mind sees in pictures, okay, and we verbalize out what we see and understand in words or vibrations. And that's where we get, you know, our our language and things from. But before that, I mean, before the first writings came along, how do you think they understood? I mean, even some of the scientists will tell you, oh, well, the Neanderthal and the Quagnon man, uh, they grunted. They they did they did they couldn't even have uh, spoken words because their vocal cords weren't developed right. No, I mean, no, so, maybe they didn't have writing paper to write on back. Then. That's how they get the papal papacy is pulp, pulpit, pulp. But uh, who knows? I mean, when, when, according to the King James version, you know, God said, "Let there be light." Created man is in His image and. I don't yeah, think man was stupid back in those days. I think we've just lost a lot of we've lost a lot of wisdom. Is what we've done. Well, the King James version that everybody's using, the King James sixteen eleven version that everybody uses nowadays. I mean, uh, that was written, you know, by Sir Francis Bacon and uh, 70 different scholars from the Catholic Church. You don't think that they're going to they're gonna gear that thing up from taking the... They kept books out, and they put had books in there, but they put their spin on it so it would go along with their religion or their church. Well, see, I look you, at the fruits of the labor. You look at the symbols, and you can make a religion out of it. But I can look at this house that I live in and say it was built by wise men. I could call them Jesus if I wanted. But I look at the architects, the structure, the order of things. And that's not a bad thing. Just because I've never met the one that created it. I'm not going to worship them or get all hung up on what the Bible says. But I look at the 
the pattern or the fruits and the character of what, what it's actually saying without saying it. And to me, when I read the scriptures or I look at life of the Masons, it means just keep yourself in order. You have yeah, rules to help you, you make know, decisions. I understand you, what you're saying, but you can be the you can be the the best person in the world around people and everybody thinks that you're the most honest and most true and most this and that. What do the Messiah teachers say? Our goodness, our righteousness is as filthy rags. You know, we puff our own self up. Look, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this. It says by the humbleness of spirit, which means the mind. You know, if we adhere to the, the the divine teachings that were set forth in the beginning, and the Egyptians as well as a lot of other people, the truth is out there. And everybody reads the Bible, okay, and they'll swear up and down, that's the absolute 100% word of God. One person asked me on the call before. She said, don't you believe every word in that book? I told her no, because that thing, the King James Version that you're talking about, the 1611, that I believe that has over 3,500 mistranslations in it. You know, that's why the Scripture tells us, study to show yourself approved, a workman rightly dividing the word. A little here, a little there, everywhere the word. In other words, what it's saying, it's not just in one place. It's all over the world. It wasn't, they don't have to evangelize the world. It was done way back when. I mean, it's hey, you know what you got? they're only speaking from their, their, they're speaking from their perspective and their culture. But if you really take time to study it and look at it, they're saying the same exact thing. But everybody will fight tooth and nail. No, you're a false this and that. Your religion is bunk, and this one, theirs is the best in the world. All it does is cause contention and strife instead of people coming together and really looking at it and searching it out and seeing it for themselves. Like I tell people, when I tell you something, I'm not asking you to believe me. I hope that I just spark something within you to where you go check it out for yourself. Because the bottom line is when you see it, you're going to know and you ain't gonna have. You won't worry about anybody else. Brother Ewok, I, I don't Ewalt? believe in God now. I don't believe in God now because I'm afraid of a fiery mm-hmm. furnace. I believe in God now and respect God and have fear and admonition of God you because I look at His handiwork. I look at the handiwork and says, "So whoever created this right here, I want to be like that. That is awesome, and that is Masonic. That is great." What do you mean by a fiery furnace? I had a Catholic priest. I got a video of a Catholic <laughs> priest. Well, some people, to get you in their religion, I tell you, if you don't want to go to hell, you better donate and come join my church. I don't, I don't have that fear. Everybody goes to hell if they pass on, because hell is the graveyard. That's what hell is. It's not a oh, yeah. fiery yeah. pit that's burning, and you're going to stew forever. Uh, you know, that was made up by the That was made up by the Catholic How is hell the graveyard, sir, when you don't have any sensations? You're not going to feel anything. Hell is the graveyard. 
That's where the body well, here's goes. Here's my. Listen to my analysis here. Hell is nothing more than a court where you're going to be judged. Okay, no, and that is definitely what we got going on today. Hell on earth. We're being dragged into false courts. About all right, that's hell. Like that. All right, that that is freaking hell. All right. You want to know where judgment really is? It's after it's you die. That's what people say about you. No judgment. You judge yourself daily, and you say, "How could I say that?" What does the scripture say? It says, "Today is the day." Now is the accepted time. It's not tomorrow, next week, next year. Every idle word that we speak, I don't care if it's if, and, but, maybe, might, or whatever, we give an account for that, like it says. Either I'm going to speak out the good and the blessing, or I'm going to twist it and turn it and and lie and do all this and that. I'm going to give out the curse. And it says we are judged accordingly, and the reason it comes back on us is because we're the one pronouncing the blessing or the cursing. It's not God doing that. But, but, doing that. but, but what, what I'm getting at, I'm curious, how did the Masons go from creating this great country, having order out of chaos, and now they're the most demonized groups? The Masons didn't create this country. They had part in it, but they're not the only ones. It's the, the people that done it. That what they did is by twisting and turning well, certain things, they seized uh, power through, well, let's just say, through other brotherhoods. You might call them on, the Illuminati and other things. Because from what I read in history, the Masons are the good people that knew better. Had they even convinced the churches to no, preach the truth no, to get no, 2% sir. of the population to stand against Britain? No, sir. It's not like that, you know. Um, people are looking. See, oh man, the very one that everybody says that they know and that they're trying to be like—they're the furthest from that, because they're looking at it in a literal sense. You know, even the Messiah teacher said, my words are spirit. That word means mind or mental. And they are life. He don't want it to be written on tablets of stone, which is a, that's what you would call a literal tablet, where people read it literally. They're stories with hidden meanings. That's why he said he did that. It says the Messiah teacher did not speak at all except in parables or idioms and metaphors that that he might hide the truth from his enemies. The sincere in heart and the ones that really want to know and understand are going to, they're going to study and they're going to find the truth. They're really going to seek it out. They're not just going to run to and fro listening to every man in the world and become... Not, I mean, they act like Babylon as it is, confused. You don't need to be any more confused than that if you're jumping from this point to that point to that point to that point. But if you're studying to show yourself approved and, you know, really with a sincere heart and an open mind, the truth is there. 
and their stories with hidden meanings. Some things well, in the scripture the, are not actual people like people think. I think one of the stories with hidden meaning is Jesus being 33 degrees, the 12 disciples, the 12 jury members. We have a great system. I think the Masons are telling you something, and the Bible is telling you something. So have a good well, system. Have you structure. Know the, have order. The scriptures are talking about, when you read the scriptures, it's also talking about your body. How, how many vertebrae you got going up your back? Thirty-three. That's my point. It's the structure. Okay. Uh-huh. It's the yeah, order. Saying, it ain't got nothing to do with the mason. It's got to do with you, each one of us individually. Everybody's looking on the outside, and even the Messiah teacher, the one that they say they believe in love and trust, he says, I, of myself, I can do nothing except what I see the Father or the Creator do. And the only way he's going to see that was in it within his mind's eye and what the what the truth is telling. I'm saying what I, I'm not saying nothing about really the Mason. I'm saying what's wrong with having structure and order like God created? You know, have have, have a blueprint, have a plan. You create it. You're an architect. You're a master builder like Jesus was. You're a carpenter. It's totally you call it Masonic or whatever. It's it's great. Well, the one you're called, they said he was a carpenter. He never said he was a carpenter. That's he my was, point. That's a hint. He, to be he a was a carpenter. The, the one that they're calling Jesus, it was actually uh, Esau. And if you go uh, check out some of the videos that, and of Ralph Ellis, you'll find out there was a literal king named but, look, Esau. I, I, know you're, I know you're adamant and you know a lot about this, but you, you're missing my point. And the point is, there's nothing wrong with having order instead of chaos. There's nothing wrong with being a builder to get that. So nobody said that, I mean, they can be anything they want. Uh, so what's wrong with being a mason? You know what I mean? I choose not to be because I know uh, certain things about it that I choose not to be. No, no, again, you're missing the point. I'm talking about being masonic in concept. Being peaceful with one another, keeping things in order. That's nothing okay. wrong with that. You can call it Masonic or whatever. You don't have to join a group and get to a level and start sacrificing babies or whatever the rumors are. But in your personal life, keep thy house in order. That's not a bad thing. I think it's mm-hmm. Masonic or it's Christ-like to have order. No, I understand that. Uh, there's nothing wrong with keeping things in order. But it also says, these, things, these signs shall follow them that believe. And what are the signs for those that believe? Hmm? They shall lay hands on the sick. They will recover. We run energy on the cause, and people recover. Just like the scripture said, it says, these signs, these are signs uh, when you see these things happening, you know that this that they're doing something right that's according to the true divine law, or they would not happen. They're not just we're not making this stuff up. We're trying to help our fellow man to where we can all come together and you know learn to understand and walk together as because we're all connected whether people want to believe it or not. You know, it all depends on how people choose to act and be. I choose to to try to 
not try. I am doing it. To be good, love my fellow man as myself, do unto others I would have them do unto me. I don't need to go out there and scream. Those are good scriptures. But to me, they mean what I was talking about earlier. Get things in order. You remember the story about the Midas, the Midas touch. When you lay hands on something and it shall recover, that means when you're a master mason or you know what you're doing. When you put no, your hands on no, it, you, no, will no, correct, no. you will correct it. You show me any master mason that's ever done that. You, there's no, you cannot tell me one. Uh, again, you're missing the point. I'm not talking about no, the mason. No, I'm not missing the, the point. Trying to... I'm talking about... They're, they're, if I try to build a house, if I try to build a house, I'm going to mess it up. But when a carpenter comes by, what I would call a master carpenter, so I've been and in they put their hand on it. I have been in construction for over, let's just say, 35, 40 years. I know where you're coming from when you talk about building things. That's what I'm, I'm saying. If I try it, I'll mess it up. But if I've you, the master, it. come along and put your hands on it, it'll recover because you know what you're doing. Oh, my God. No, it don't always recover, bro. It don't. It don't always recover. And that's how you cast out devils. You'll say, here, buddy, here's where you went wrong, and that devil will leave, and I'll learn, and this snake will leave, because you're telling me the wise, you know, the wisdom. You're laying your hands on it. It tells us, judge not that we be not judged. For what judgment we judge others will be judged with the same judgment. And that's not my intention to judge anybody. Well, see, if you have a problem, if something's not going right, then the Bible says go to your go to the elders of the church first because they're the wise ones. They'll know what to do. Let them lay hands on it. See if it works. Have you seen any of that happen in, in these churches nowadays? Well, when I say lay hands on, I think of applied wisdom or applied knowledge. You're trying a new concept, a different way that might work. Because my ways won't always work to do things right your way. If you can build a house and I can't, I'm going to consult you. Okay, but there's a difference between spiritual knowledge and earthly knowledge. And building a house is earthly knowledge. Okay. And uh, I know that things have to be done a certain way to build a house. But there's many different ways you can build a house. There's many, otherwise it all look the same. All well, I'm that's saying what I call is, being a mason, is what I can't, what I acknowledge that I can't do it on my own and I come to you. Who knows? I've seen your work. I've seen your creations. And I say, help me cast out these devils because they're driving me crazy. I can't build this house on my own. I got you. We have to help one another come together like you're talking about. And, you know, not, you, I know you were talking about the Masons and things earlier and things like that, but, I mean, everything has to be done decently and in order. I mean, uh, why, why would I, let me put it this way, why would I go out and beat somebody down and turn around and have somebody do that to me? You know, that's not done decently and that's not done in order. But yet people do it all day long. They have their own concept of certain things and 
they tell me, I'm my own person. I don't have to listen to nobody. I don't have to listen to no authority. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. But, I mean, but common sense tells us, you know, be good to your fellow man. Do good to him. I mean, there's so much harm and hurt going on out there now. Why does people need to, you know, add to it? And then when it comes to them, they can't figure out why it happened to them. But before they, before that, they thought it was funny and was doing all these things here and there and making fun, thinking, well, you know, that's just one of those things. But when bad comes to them, it ain't so funny no more. And they don't like that feeling. But we need to, you know, we need to come from an inward uh nature instead of the outward, which is the natural brute beast. We need to come from within. You know, I don't want to hurt or harm anyone, and I don't want them hurt and harming me or my family. I would rather help someone than hurt them. But a lot of the so-called people out there, that that's all they contrive and believe and do. They they like disrupting. They like uh, doing wicked and evil things. It gives them a high or something. I don't know. It just, it, you know, I just choose not to be that way. I want to help my fellow man the best I know how. And I know by sharing things with them, they have uh, other parts of that story, so to speak, that they can help me with and enlighten me. You know, it's not an all-one-person type thing. Everybody contributes. I'm just sharing the things that's happened to me in my life and what I've come to know and understand to know to be true. I'm just sharing it with my fellow man where they can go check and see for themselves and be a part of it if they so choose to do so. Some of these people in the Masonic conspiracy circles often mention the Jesuits. And if it's true, they believe they're descendants of the bloodline of Christ. Hey, I want to get to know these people. That's pretty cool. What, the Jesuits? Well, I mean, if they believe they're descendants of Jesus or something like that, I believe I'm a descendant of Jesus by spirit. Come on, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with having that order out of chaos? There's a whole lot wrong with it when they're doing what they're doing. When the Jesuit order and other things, well, I got to watch what I say on here. But uh, there's more going on than meets the eye, there, friend. Because when I was younger, I had been in the Catholic Church, okay, and I climbed up pretty high. And I want to tell you something: it is not what you think. Up in the front is a pretense, but what's done behind the scenes, it ain't a pretty scene. Okay, it is not a pretty scene. Well, just on its face, because I haven't been in there like you have, but if someone says they're from Jesus or that bloodline, first, just on its face, that sounds not so bad. But doesn't it say even in the even the, the scriptures, like you were talking about the King James Version, didn't it say that, that or the ones you're calling Jesus, didn't he say even the devils also believe 
and they tremble. Yes. It don't mean yes, a lit- right. it doesn't mean a literal spiritual devil that's making people do bad. There's no such thing. It's the people themselves. They're the ones that choose the bad or the good. And everybody tells me, no, you can't say that. Well, they need to read the scriptures again. Because you know where they talk about it, and I think it's the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, where they're talking about, you know, the food going out in the drought and everything else. They're talking about food in one aspect, but they're also talking about the spirit in the other aspect. And it says there is nothing, absolutely nothing from outside of a man. That means outside of him that can enter into him to defile him. If there's nothing outside of you that can enter into you to defile you, it says it's what comes out of the man that defiles him, such as an evil eye, wickedness, lasciviousness. It's our own stinking thinking. We can choose to be a blessing and a son of the creator, or we can be an absolute, ruthless, what you would call a demon or a devil. But it ain't no spirit jumping in and out of people like people think. And I've heard some ministers say, well, the devil made me do it. And you take I, would say it was a, I would say it is a frequency of the blood. It type, is, it, it, sir, it is not. I mean, the, it, I mean do, do you have a strong concordance of the Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic? No, no, but I was just saying the blood is a frequency because even in the beginning they cried out to God. So maybe these people have a different frequency than some where they're more prone to it because of their genetics or inbreeding. I don't know what the case is. No, I understand, but see, everybody wants to blame some kind of fictitious devil out there. If that was the case, and everybody will tell you, oh, God is all-powerful, you know, he created all things, and he is the absolute absolute. But yet you turn around, and their devil, the way they talk about the devil, is more powerful than the God they say they believe in. And you look at them and think, well, dude, where are you coming from? They got to understand. Yeah, we talk about that on these calls. I and Nicole and others talk about that, too. A lot of the problems we have, we created. We just got to look in the mirror and repent. That That's exactly right, because if you look in the mirror, like I tell people, if there was a devil like they're saying they believe like that, that's a spirit jumping in and out of people, making them do bad, and that he's burning people in hell, I said, you got to stop and think, then why do you have to pay for the the wrong that's done? Why don't the almighty creator God just get the devil out of the way and there won't be no more bad. Exactly. It's what you believe that creates your world. I listened to one preacher a while back said, if you believe tomorrow that you were going to die, uh, uh, die, you'd find a way to make it happen. Yes. Well, and One guy on this call the other night, he, he said some wisdom. It really got me. He said, every time I've gotten in trouble, I've always been there. Yes, it says, as a man or woman thinketh in their heart. It's not this thing that pumps blood. You feel the emotion there, but it's your your mind, the middle subconscious mind. 
as a man or woman thinketh, so is he. It says, out of the heart, which is the middle subconscious mind, the mouth will speak. So if if the mouth is going to speak what comes out of the heart, which is your mind, the subconscious mind, it's not some devil making you do it. It's you doing it or me doing it, whoever. I can either bless you or I can curse you. I can turn around and say, brother, you know I love you and I appreciate you. Or I can turn around and say, you know I hate you. You're the worst so-and-so in the world. I cancel that out because I'm just speaking facetiously. You get a diseased heart, they say. Yeah, it can go either way. And that's why either, if we speak out the good, that's why it says, and even if you look in even some of the movies they show, and even in the scriptures, it says the the Messiah teacher always uh, paused before he spoke. Because, and even the scriptures tell you, Mark the perfect man, one that does not offend in speech. He always says the right thing. He always watches what he says. We don't just lash it out in anger or, you know, whatever. We, we, we get control of our thoughts, and then we speak it out. That's the perfect man, the one that's the overcomer, the one that's going to receive the blessing. But how many of us do that because of the way we've been brought up and our fears, the way they've taught us. It's always, we're always in a defensive mode instead of, a, you know, a peaceful state where we can, you know, have an open discussion. You know, it says, it tells us, come let us reason together. It don't say, come let us and you listen to my way. It tells us, come let us reason together. I'll tell you what I think, and then you tell me what you think, and we come to a meeting of, you know, the understanding here of what's being brought forth here. It's not my way or the highway. Everybody has an opinion. It's just that what does, the the bottom line is what does the creator, when he, when the stuff was brought forth and put there for us to understand and know and understand. What is that meaning of that? Not my meaning of it or your meaning or everybody else's meaning. But what does it say? Because it tells us, he that taketh away or addeth to. He said if they take it away, their name's going to be taken out of the book of life. In other words, they're going to they're gonna die. And he that addeth to it with their lies and twisting, like like the Catholic Church did with the King James Version. Like I said, there's over 3,500 mistranslations in it. it you know, the, the plagues are going to be added on them in this life. He didn't say in the next life. He said in this life. And if you look at what's going on with many of those, I mean... I mean, you've got a lot of pedophiles in there and a lot of these other things going on in there. There's all kinds of things going on. People just need to, you know, really think about what's truly going on there. It's not my way or this and that, but what thus saith the Scriptures? What, you know, what's the true hidden meaning there? What's in the Bible 
is all coded for the true under uh, believer and understander uh, to just be able to see it and walk in it and do it. It's not to everyone, just like the Messiah teacher told Peter. Peter, it's for you to know, but them it is not. He didn't mean that they could never know it. It just meant at that point in time, they wouldn't understand and did not see it. But people will jump off into all these other things and twist and turn and, I mean, just make it so outrageous that everybody thinks it's a big joke. To me, you know, understanding and knowing that there's a true divine creator, and believe me, I can tell you things that's happened in my life that I'm, I'm telling. I know that I know that I know that I know that there's an almighty everlasting I am that I am. I mean, I've had out-of-body experiences. I have had many other things. I've seen in visions, and the Creator showed me things that, man, it make your hair turn color. And that don't make me any different than you or anybody else. It's just that I, with every fiber in my being, I want to know and do and walk in His divine nature and will. I mean, I listen to what people say, but I also go back and check out what you said to make sure if it lines up with what was said in the, you know, in the ancient scriptures. If it don't, I toss it out. If it does, I hold on to it and I'll defend it all the way. But I have to, I have to work out my own salvation. And that word salvation means the solution. I have to dig that solution out of there. That's like when you take a test in school. You have to go through the process to get the solution or the answer, right? And that's 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 what I'm doing. Not that I don't listen to what you say and take that into account. I do. Whatever anybody says on there. But if they come in here to disrupt and do all that, that just turns people off and shuts them out. I hope I don't do that to anybody. That's not my intention. And I don't know it all. I'm here to come together to where we can come to an understanding where we can, you know, rightly divide the true living word of the Creator. You know, because there's things that you know that I that I might be having trouble with, and there might be a few words you say that, you know, that I was having trouble with that, and all of a sudden, bam, you say it. And a light kind of comes on in your mind. Oh, I got it now. I see it. You know, everybody contributes. And, I, you know, that's what it's all about. You know, Dark Knight, I would appreciate it if you wouldn't, you know, uh, do stuff like that there. Yeah, I could just see them back in Jesus' day. They didn't write it down, but I could hear them having a discussion like many do these days. They're on their Bethlehem YouTube saying, 
Oh, that Jesus, he's talking crazy. He's Illuminati. You know, avoid that guy. No, I understand. What's he talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. You know, everybody, when I, when I like to, uh, you know, everybody says, well, you don't believe in Jesus? I, maybe not in the exact way that you do. You know what I'm saying? I used to at one time when I was younger, but I mean, through my studies, almost 40 some odd years, and believe me, and I'm still learning today. I'm still studying and searching and digging. You know, it says a wise man changes his mind off, but a fool never does. I don't want to be that fool. I want to keep searching and searching and searching. Now, I might be at a certain point where my understanding is limited on something, but that's why we're having this call where we can come together, you know, and each each one of us can contribute and be part of it. You know, not run people down and talk about races and all these other things. I mean, that's all nonsense. What is, is. You can't change it. No one can change it. And no one's better than nobody else. We're all children of the ever-living. Like it says, red, yellow, black, or white, we're all precious in its sight. If it wasn't meant to be, it wouldn't be here. And people got their own concepts about things and stuff like that. And, you know, there's too many other things going wrong that we don't need to worry about stuff like that there. We need to worry about ourselves and our families and see ourselves being blessed and prospered and good things happen, not only for ourselves but our fellow man. We can contribute to one another if we allow ourselves to without coming forward at any point in time with these preconceived prejudices against whoever or whatever. I mean... There's too much going wrong that we don't need to worry about. It says, even the Messiah teacher said, let the dead bury the dead. You come and follow me. You know, if they're going to be like that, let them be like that. Just, you come and, you know, learn of me. That's what it's all about. You mentioned Dark Knight. I'm familiar with that character. I've seen that handiwork on the calls for a while. But I can sum it up in one saying. Just blame the Jew for everything. He stubs his toe, he blames the Jew. No, it's just I craziness right that. there. It's craziness. No, but I mean, see, what, oh, man. When they talk about the Jews, if you look at the Jews that are over there now, they're, they're Khazarian, Zionist Jews. I'm not racist, okay? I'm not. But it's, they the the Bible that they read and stuff like that, and they swear up and down that they know front to back. Can you show me anywhere where it ever said that he was the God of the Jews? He he never said that. Nope. He, said he, he said he was the God of the Hebrews. And if you look up the word Hebrew, it means those that have the ability to cross over. And people say, well, what do you mean by that? 
I wonder if that means to change your thinking, not be stuck on one doctrine. What does crossover mean to you? Well, the, you, you, we could use it as, uh, <coughs> excuse me, to cross over within our with our thinking. That's true. Not to be one-sided. Well, you know, I'm I'm an Indian, or I'm white, or I'm black, or I'm Mexican, or I'm whatever Spanish. You know, it. it you know, they everybody tries to put themselves in a certain category. And we are not. I mean, if they go back, you know, you, you, you're reading this in the beginning in, the, in Genesis where it talks about the serpent, the devil, and blah, 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 this and that, and how they made coats of skin and stuff like that. The coats of skin is our fleshly body that was made. They were saying it was fig leaves. It didn't have nothing to do with no fig leaves. We were actually beings of light. And we were an androgynous homorphotype, which we had a positive polarity and a negative polarity, a male polarity and a female polarity. That's what I'm saying. We are both male and female. And even in the flesh, we are both male and female. Because you got half of your father's chromosomes and half of your mother's. It hasn't changed, even from spiritual to the physical. It's still the same. But man's thinking has been divided from a oneness to uh, a duality, so to speak. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. We've had many conversations about duality in life, and sometimes words have spelled the same or sound the same, but it's two different things depending on where you're at. Yeah. Sam Ian says, Coats of Skin is your names. Well... If you're looking at it in a little sense, you can, might can use it for that. But what it what it's saying in the text, which is talking about in a spiritual sense, it's telling us that we were beings of light that were put into a coat of skin. Otherwise, how are they going to see the divine Creator and His His uh, manifestation and power? being brought forth if we are not in a a body in a three-dimensional sense. Because the scripture plainly tells you God is not a man that he should lie. Now, if he's not a man, it's that life essence that's in all of us, that consciousness, that awakeness that's in us. But yet we also have a a will of our own, you can say. I could either do it or not do it. If I do it and do what he says and blah, 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 I'll be blessed. But I can turn around and misuse it and abuse it and do whatever. And he he already told us what the consequences would be. It's my choice. 
No one's twisting my arm to make me do it. But see, that's if you look how man is degenerated into, I mean, it literally is Babylon. Things are so confusing out there, nobody knows which ends up anymore. I mean, and the state of our economy is going bonkers because the rich want to get richer and the poor that don't have much of anything or the middle the middle uh, class, they're kind of carrying the burden of both the rich and the poor. You mentioned Babylon. Perhaps that's what scripture means is uh, confusion. For us to, you know, to not babble on, to talk right, do right, act right, yeah. treat each other right. Yeah, Babylon means confusion. That, that, that we, we, yeah, or to Babylon without bringing, not bringing anything forward, or just rattling off about any and everything, and not going nowhere. Or those of us, it's just like, like I tell people. Um, like they said, well, why do you always talk about God and this and that? And I said, first of all, you ask me, and I'm telling you from my perspective what I come to know and understand, okay, and what I study. It would be like, and when I tell you, because it disagrees with what you might have been taught, you get all hot and bothered and want to beat me up or throw me, you know, on the train track, so to speak. And I, like I tell people, I said, it's like this. Say you're on a, a railroad uh, on a train track and you're walking down and all of a sudden your foot gets stuck under that thing and you can't get it out. All of a sudden there's a train coming down the road. And you but you don't see it because you're facing the other way and you're just worried about getting your foot out. Can I reach over and say, hey, you know, there's a train coming. You tell me, oh, don't bother me. I'm too busy. I'm doing something. You know, I was just sounding the trumpet, so to speak, or letting you know, hey, there's trouble coming, so you need to get out of the way. But you're so concerned about your foot being on on that track, you can't get it out. And you're all stressed and you happen to see the train coming and that just makes it that much worse. And then you can't think clear, right? It just gets all jumbled up or babbled up. You don't know which ends up. And you're frantically trying to get your foot out when all you had to do is reach down if you had a pair of shoes on and untie your shoelaces and pull your foot out. Or if you have a pair of boots on, just pull your foot out of the boot. But because of everything that's going on around you, and then when more stress is added onto you, and you know things get a, you get to where you can't think. Oh, you're talking on a multiple level here tonight. Also, that boot is one of those things. If it offends you, you need to let it go. You know, let, cast off those things that. Uh, Keep your time down, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a, you know, each individual has to pay for what they do on their own. 
Now, we can do what we can do to try to help or endeavor to help, but it's still their choice whether they want to allow us to help or not. You know, there's in the past when I had first come up here, I mean, I got to know a few people and everything, and I thought well, we were pretty decent friends. And I was driving down the road one way one day, and the person was driving down the opposite direction. I just reached over and waved, and they looked, and then they basically shot their finger at me. And I was like, dude, what the heck? <laughs> you know, I thought we were friends. And then when I saw them, they, they happened to be talking about, oh, well, you know, somebody waved at me the other day, and I just told them off. I was cussing them out, and I, I shot the bird at him, they told him. I said, yeah, I know. I was the one that you did that to. Oh, oh, man, I didn't know. I didn't know it was you. Oh, sorry, you know. But that's, people do things because they want to do them or they're either agitated with something or whatever the case may be. I'm not here to judge you. But when those things are done to you, you try to understand, well, why did he do that? I thought we were friends, you know, this and this and that. You begin to doubt this, their sincerity. You know what I mean? People crazy these days. The first scenario on the railroad tracks was to happen that today's generation will pull out their phones and film it and put it on YouTube without doing anything. Yeah. Uh, believe me, I understand. Uh, like I tell people, I'm not here to to rock anybody's world or mess anybody's world up. But, you know, I'd appreciate it if they don't come, you know, trying to rock the boat and mess our world up either, you know. We're trying to get through this best we know how and trying to help one another, not hurt one another. If you disagree, then disagree and go somewhere else, you know, like some of these that are doing this stuff on here. I mean, it's nonsense. I mean, you know, when I see something like that, I... In my mind, I think, when are they going to grow up? Are they just are they just that unlearned that they have to do that, or they think it's funny? I mean, I you know, I'm not trying to judge them, but why do they have to do that? You know. I mean, to me, it's nonsense. You know, there's a lot of people, they keep coming there and typing all this unclean stuff on there. I'm going to, when they do the chat, we'll, we'll take them a little off there anyway. But, um, you know, I understand where you're coming from, Roddy Ken. I didn't mean to get rattling on here, but it's just, you know, I'm just trying to explain where I, I'm coming from and how... I see certain things. And you got every right not to, you know, uh, agree with me or whatever. I mean, you have to make a choice yourself. And you got your own views and things like that. But if I'm not out to hurt or harm you, you know, 
I I expect, you know, the same to, you know, I'd like to say it's all on the will. What goes around comes around. If I do good to you, hopefully you'll do good to me. Well, and thank you for you letting me uh, let me rant here tonight. No, that's from Aquila or, that's what this, or Southeast that's what Texas this. and whoever else wants to talk there. Thank you. Well, I understand. Thank you for coming in. I really appreciate it. I mean, uh, you know, hopefully we can do this again. Does anyone else have any questions out there that would like to? Who is this? It's me. It's Donaldson. I want to comment on this because it's important. The blood, Jesus, Yeshua, the entire Christian religion, it's super important pay attention to because it has an impact on our common law society, you know. But the what's interesting about it that I find the most interesting is that it's not necessary to run government. We don't need it, but guess what? Hey, without a God to actually rule over humanity, then any one human being or tribe could be justified in being the ruler. So we need this outside source of intelligence to actually govern over all of human beings. It's an intellectual creation of man. We love, we create, we love ourselves so much that we actually created an outside being to actually govern over us so that we wouldn't have to actually judge ourselves. So this way we can live in peace. Now, I've got a question for you, okay? What? Yeah. Uh, uh, Isaiah 9, verse 6. Do you know what I'm talking about? Scripture? Just for un- I'm sorry. I don't actually have my Bible handy, but I'll type it into the chat. I mean, into the uh, computer here. Isaiah. Isaiah 9.6. Yes, it says, For right. the government Six. shall be upon, you know, our shoulders. His mm-hmm. name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Prince of Peace, the Mighty God, the everlasting Father. Mm-hmm. Do you do you know who that's talking about? No. It's talking about yes, sure. Well, him too, but it's talking about each and every one of us, because we're the child that's born. We're the son or daughter that's given. Because we're both called sons, whether we're male or female. Okay. okay. I can respect that. I mean, yeah, I, I, I like it. The, gover- okay. the government, to go along with what you were saying, the government is supposed to be on our shoulders, not some uh, so people you, that are, are demons. Saying, that are, demons are, you saying, are you saying our brothers and sisters will keep us in line by what we can and can't get away with doing unto them? Sorry about that. What I'm saying is we have to, if we're doing what it says according to the the divine law, we would be endeavoring to keep those uh, laws that were set forth, not do what's happening now, because every time the, those that are 
claiming to be our overseers or our taskmasters, so to speak, when they tell you something, what do you usually do? Just the opposite. I'll show them. They said, I can't do this, but I'll. They don't know what I'm doing. I'll do it anyway. That's what mo- that's the way most people think. But if we, what I'm trying to say is we know what is right and we know what is wrong. If we do what is right, we're going to be blessed and prospered. Okay? But if we do what's wrong, like it says, we're going to pay for it. And when it's finished, it's going to bring forth death. You might get away with it for a while, and some people are quite correct. But it will if, come around. Know, even the people the that don't believe the, in anything, even people that don't believe the, in anything, they'll all tell the you. It's all on the will for them. What goes around comes around. If the speed limit law is 55 and I go 60 and nobody's harmed, the only thing harmed is maybe the rule itself. But if you, my brother, come to me and say, hey, what you're doing is causing me harm, I'm going to stop doing that. No, I I understand what you're saying, but, I mean, it's, well, it, like you're saying with the speed limit, you got you got a 30-mile-an-hour or 35-mile-an-hour speed limit down a side street. And here you've got a guy in a, I don't know, a Trans Am or Corvette flying 80 miles an hour down a side street, knowing that there are elderly and young children playing out there. And, you know, and it's got a set speed limit. Well, I mean, out of common decency and goodness for your fellow man, wouldn't you at least warn them and tell them not to do that? Absolutely. Speed limits are set for statutory purposes, but in a community that was really common law, they could set. They could say, "Hey, there's children running around here," and if you didn't see those signs and you hit somebody, then you could be held liable, obviously, right? But to put a limit and say, "Hey, you were traveling above that speed limit, so we're going to fine you, we're going to ticket you, and and no matter what you say, you have to pay." That is that is basically what you call uh, uh, totalitarianism, you know. I and it's exactly being, because yeah. they're they're deliberately trying to tax it and get tribute from. They're 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 penalizing you for whatever. I understand. I mean, it's just like people over there in Europe, the Audubon and stuff. There is no speed limit. They can open that thing wide open. But even them doing it, look how many people are killed every day from a, a tire exploding or whatever the case may be. The wind blowing and shoving them off the road. I mean... That, that I, I, I don't know. Have you, have you witnessed uh, some of the driving on the Audubon? Well, I had when my aunt and uncle and them were over there. They lived over in Germany and things like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And cool. uh, they've witnessed stuff like that like you wouldn't believe it. Like you tell them, they had... Uh, Lamborghinis and all those Porsches and stuff wide open. And they're driving, you know, 50, 60, maybe 70 miles an hour, but everybody else has got the pedal to the metal. And they come, I mean, the people that are driving slower and the ones that are driving faster, they come up on those people and hit them from behind. I mean, there's constant, constant. In other words, you're saying 
the guys in the Lamborghinis and Porsches are taking their time, but dumbasses and Hondas are speeding on it and crash into the Lamborghini, right? No, I'm not. Why are you trying to twist it like that? No, I'm asking you. I'm making. I'm getting clarification from you. I'm not. Is that okay? Well, that don't even make sense. You know, uh, a Honda ain't well, going to go so fast, and a Lamborghini, you know, goes over 200 miles an hour. Well, see, this is what I'm saying. If if you said that some one of the cars was actually going slow, which one was it? Well, it doesn't matter. He's getting, getting too technical, Donald. That, that, All the conversations we have, we're talking about doing right, knowing to do right, not causing other right. people. You got to know that to do right. All I'm saying is common sense will tell you not to get out there going down a side street, I mean, having that thing wide open. What if that happened to be your street and your children were out there? You can't tell me you're not going to go to that person or if you can catch them or find out who they are, that you're not going to reprimand them and tell them not to do it again. Because you live on that street and your children are on that street. Common sense would tell you to do good. That's that's what I'm saying. Most people don't come from right. that perspective no more. They're always defensive and they're always looking for what's going wrong and everything else. That's why it's constantly happening. Instead of looking at what's good and right. When you can't behave, that's when we put these speed bumps out here that bother everybody actually but well, I think don't you think Roddy K that it has more to do with like a territorial thing like if you enter into the specific territory each jurisdiction has its own authority to determine its own jurisdiction so therefore it can enforce whatever laws it wants well, you know and if it, if they stick right then so be it but if the person that or even violates even Jesus uh, in the scriptures he uh, when you go into a place you want to uh Abide by their customs, or at least not disrespect their customs. Yeah. Well, that's what he says. The town he went in, he 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 respected their, uh, you know, you could say their laws to a certain extent. But yeah. he knew he knew as well as we know that we're not bound by any of that. It's just we really are not as uh, as free people, but because we have what. Like you were talking about earlier, taskmasters, masters, and stuff like that, that are usurping authority over us, have written all these laws, you know, and boundaries. With God, there is no boundaries. They put up fictitious lines. True. I don't know what to say, Roddy, right now. I mean, without taking away from the phone call. I mean, you know, honestly, God has allowed the birds to fly, right, with no lines, right? So all of these other lines that are being drawn by so-called government agencies and things of that sure. I mean, that's just that's just man's Fictitious, fictitious lines are great because when we're dealing with fellow man, like you said before, God is not a man. So I'm not afraid to run into God in my car. You know what I mean? Yeah, all I'm seeing is, uh, look at the the states, right? we got state lines. Is there fences up around every state? No, there isn't. No. And we've got Mexico and uh, the United States. 
there's no, I mean, they're putting up a fence between Mexico and uh, that now, but I'm just saying before, all it was was somebody made up a law and says, you know, this is it and you got to stay on this side or if you go to that side, you have to have a passport and you got to pay, you know. They made it to where they tax and tribute us constantly, no matter what we do, from the time we get up to the time we go to bed. I mean, you your phone bills, your food bills, your gas in your car. It's a constant, perpetual tax. And what is it? You know, it's it's not supposed to be that way. That's right. Because, see, you know what? God gave us life, you guys. And as a matter of fact, we didn't have to pay for it. So guess what that means? We're not customers of God. And what happens with the government is they, they tend to mirror God. It's a satanic thing, right? They mirror God, and they want to charge you just for your existence alone. So everywhere you go, they make you actually pay for it, you know? But with, with, with real God, you know, you don't have to pay. You didn't choose to be here. It's God's choice for you to be here. Amen. Have you noticed in a sense, it says we're sons of God, right? And we got these so-called taskmasters or what they call government, they're penalizing us, taxing us, right? Well, what are they basically doing? If we're if we're the Creator's children and they're taxing us, aren't they trying to, in a way, saying that they're taxing the Creator, that they're the one yeah. in charge, that they're the one in charge? Absolutely. Of yes, and you know what the interesting thing is, is that the religious exemption is totally right there for a lot of us to actually to make. You know, but it's unfortunate. A lot of us don't have a church that we go to, so we don't have a community that's actually rooted within this conduct structure that we're talking about, whereby we can evidence. The church is their construct too, and the reason I'm saying that because if you you go back in ancient text, you don't have to explain it. It's all good. It says that we are the ecclesia. And if you look at the word ecclesia, it means we're the body electric. The church, you know, they're saying we're the church. No, I'm not the church. The church is a building down the road that can be burned up or blew up, which I mean, I could probably too, but it says that we are the body electric. I'm the house that the creator made, not made with hands. You know what I'm saying? I do. It's a bit. It's basically saying you're, you've been elected to be the body of Christ, to be the body of the living God. I get it. Yes. The the ecclesia, the body electric. I'm alive. That building ain't alive. And it says, you know, when they talk about revival, that building can sit there a hundred years. That don't mean it's going to get revived until the people go in there and get excited and come together with one mind and one accord on that creator, and then, man, you can feel the vibration and the spirit move like you ain't never seen move before. We are the body electric. Man's got it. The, the, the so-called system has got everything tweaked so much that man has lost his true cause and true meaning. That they're... That they're uh, because you were talking about... Uh, uh, what do you call it, the tax credit, which is a 65% tax credit, the 51C3. 
Okay. That's a boon for the preachers. And you cannot be a preacher nowadays without getting permission from the state. Well, yeah, that's an interesting point you brought up right there. What do you got to say, Roddy? That's kind of cool. He said something that was kind of cool. I like no, that. I was just more, thinking... I'm serious. I mean, you might can go try to open something and see how long it lasts. It won't. I, I'm sarcastic, but I'm not, I'm not. I'm not trying to be sarcastic. I think you said the well, state all... authenticates the, the church. It's a total oxymoron. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. He, he, the host said something that jogged my thinking about your, when you and Charles do calls. Just when we study and do right to be a better, <clears throat> more like God, if you will, then we become a qualified elector so he can choose us to do his will or whatever. No, that's, that's, a, that's a different thing, Charles. All I'm I mean, saying is when you, <laughs> when you, that body electric that he's talking about, I don't mean, uh, it means you're alive. And if you're if you're doing what it says to do, according to not what some church has told you, because if you ever wondered, if you ever wondered in the scriptures why it says they are like sheep being led to slaughter? Why is that? It's because the ministers are leading you straight to the graveyard, bro. And I'm not saying that all I... let Let me clarify myself. What I'm saying is, I'm not saying they're not good preachers and good people out there. I'm not saying that. And I believe they're sincere, a lot of them. But see, uh, oh, man. We've learned another person's doctrine, not the true uh, knowledge of the Creator. We learned what the the church system, which is the Catholic Church, when they put the King James Version of the Bible together, and they, they geared it towards their church, the Catholic Church. Okay, they took out a lot of the books. That's why they got the lost books you can't, that are not in there. There's a book of Mary. There's a book of Philip. There's a, other books that's not in there. The reason they kept them out because it revealed too much stuff. You would have got you would have got a better understanding right away than what the way they're doing it now. It wouldn't have took you twenty or thirty years to get it. They kept that hidden from you. They know it, but they don't want you to know it. That's how they usurp authority over you. I mean, there's there's just a whole lot of stuff. What you're doing, what you're saying right now, is exactly what Bill Cooper said in his videos, where he was talking about these worshippers of light, and what they do is it's these same people that actually mastered the art of fire, basically in the beginning. You know, like if you had art. You had the understanding of fire, and you could control, basically, you can come next to my fire, and we're going to protect you from the beasts of the night and the beasts of the wild, you know. And uh, if you don't know how to create that fire, then you're basically going to be subject to our jurisdiction. You're going to pay your tithe, and you can come hang out next to our fire all night. You know? Exactly. But you, you can't, we're, not going to, we're not going to show you how we do it. You're going to have to come exactly. home. <laughs> yeah, they're keeping it intellectual, right? It's intellectual, right? Yes, they're they're keeping the secret from you. But once exactly. you know the secret, what happens? You don't need them anymore. And see, if when the people wake up, that's why they call it the Great Awakening. They, they got mm-hmm. us so dumbed down, cancel, cancel, they, that 
that people don't know anymore what's right, a lot of them. They think it's right, but they're not 100% sure. And it, the system, that's why the system is not really fighting back with the, the churches like that. Because they, they're they the ones that put it in place anyway like that. Because, you know, in the scriptures when when uh, the one Jesus, when he was talking to the Sanhedrin priesthood, he said, he said, he said, on the outside, you're all clean and washed. You're all clean and washed up. You look good. You got your suit on. You think you're the head dog at the stick, so to speak. You're all pious. He said, but on the inside, you're full of dead men's bones. In other words, to the people, you look like this and that, and you're pretending to be this and that, but I know that you're dead inside. You're going to lose out because is basically what he's saying. He said, you're full of dead men's bones. He said, you stand at the gate or the door, which most churches and the preachers, they're standing at the door and the gate. They do not go in. They don't have no understanding. They, they're, they're, they're just going by what they're told to put out there. And it says they don't go in themselves and they suffer no one else to go in either. It's up to us to find out, not to just yeah, suffer, believe suffer, every suffer single word that that preacher says. Not that he's not suffer a good man. Permit. <clears throat> suffer means permit, and you're a gatekeeper. You don't want anybody else to achieve greatness. That's why you're at the gate, keeping you know, keeping everybody else down. No, there you got that. There again, you go back to that 501c3. That's a tax credit for that preacher. Remember all those smart, small little churches they used to have? Now they got mega churches. Because hypothetically, somebody brought in a million dollars into that church through offerings and everything else. That preacher, that's automatic $650,000 goes in his pocket tax-free. That's his. And he can negotiate the other 35%. See, they're not telling you that side of the story. Well, you know, Jesus needs Lear Jets these days, right? <laughs> you know what's interesting about the fact is that, listen, the you guys, the tithing that goes into the churches, right, means one thing, really, that the churches have a duty to this, to report to the state that these constituents are tithing in and therefore they're not liable under state income tax or, or federal income tax that they're actually, they're paying their dues to a different kingdom. You see yeah, what I'm saying? The problem is that the churches never do that. They actually, they report their taxes as an income type thing, and it's, just, it's not. You know, it's, it's a real representation of what's really going on under common law. Yeah, but I want to show you something, how you can tell if the preachers are, are state preachers. And White Wolf's mentioned this many a times. Hopefully he don't get mad from me using it, but which I don't believe he will. Uh, all I'm saying is this. When people get married, right, when he says, I pronounce you man and wife by the power invested in me, he didn't say by God. He said by the state. The preacher's God is the state. 
Because they go, they go, they go, government and the churches or Christianity, they go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. Well, that that conflicts with the the Establishment Clause of the Constitution, which bars government from participating in any any religious activity. That, that, That is a facade. That is a facade. It's a lie. It's a pretense. They're telling you that, but they're telling you one thing and doing another. Just like every time yeah, somebody you know, gets in, you know, every time somebody yeah. gets in office, every time somebody gets in office, right? They mm-hmm. tell you, and they may be sincere when they first get in there. Oh yeah, I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to I'm going to try to reduce taxes, and I'm going to this, and I'm going to that. Six months after they're in there. Oh, I can't help you. You go up to any, you go up to any uh, assemblyman's office there or congressperson's office. They'll tell you, we're forbid to helping you. We can't do that. But yet, from time they get in there, within six months, they're they end up being multimillionaires. Right, but see, that is a, that is an absolute fact. Well, look at it. Let's just be honest. The, the people that founded this country, even though they had a Christian background, they did not intend on having everybody follow the Christian religion. That was not their goal. It was to create a free country so people could just be free of the, you know, all the different stringent measures of the, 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 you know, the King of England and that. It was basically ruled by the people now instead of ruled by one, one authority. So, or like a monarchy situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I, I want to explain yeah. something. You know how they send our our mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters over to fight in the wars, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, George Bush was, when he was president, he was talking to a reporter, I believe it was in either Iraq or Afghanistan. I think it was Iraq when he was older. So uh, a reporter asked him, you know, uh, a question. He says, "Why do all these? Why do we need all these men and women?" And uh, the reporter asked him, "Well, what about your children? How come they don't go into the military and stuff like that?" He says, "Well, the, they don't need to. They're the." They're my children. I'm the president. Okay? Yes. And then on the second hand, he says, well, why Why do the men and women that don't want to go in that you, you make them go in? He says, first of all, we need them, and they're, they're expendable. If they're expendable or we're expendable, what makes his children or his family any better than ours? Right. <clears throat> you know the law. The law is different for us, but it, you know, that we have to go because they said so, but his don't. Yeah. No, absolutely not. But I mean, yeah, that's that. That is exactly the point. Uh, is that um, um, because Christians founded America doesn't necessarily mean that everyone in America must be Christian in order to uphold the ideal. 
But, uh, you know, I, I understand. When you say Christian, okay, and this is just my opinion for what I come to find out, okay, you know who John Constantine was, right? I mean, i got to do the research. Okay, well, John Constantine was, uh, uh, he was the ruler of, you know, over there in Europe. Okay. I've heard of Constantine, but I just, I don't know the history. I don't, I don't know the exact details. But yeah, go ahead. He was also, he was also, uh, I believe if I'm correct, Emperor Augustus. Okay, that was another name for him. Okay. I, I could be that's, wrong, but if I'm correct, that's what it is. But what I'm saying is, when they were, I guess they were, uh, it, well, he actually fell off his horse. They were going into battle or something like that. And um, when he got up, he said he had a vision or, you know, that he's, um, how can I say it? That he had an awakening. Uh, he said that he was going to change everything. That, and he started. He said that he was a Christian. Yeah. Okay. But he's no longer fighting against it. But he's becoming a Christian. He's the one that coined that term Christian or Christianity. Right to be in the Christ image. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what he was saying. Yes. But in actuality, he turned it over to his two bishops, you know, the church, and he ruled as uh, the emperor. But again, if you know, from all my research, right, uh, the Christian church and the state, the state and the Catholic church or the Christian church also became really, really distinct and different around 11... Uh, the 1100 or 1200 AD, you know, and it was because there was a deterioration of the state's authority, I'm sorry, the church's authority over, the, over statism, you know. We became more uh, of a dominant feature in our political, in our law, in our, our structure. I mean, ever since then, we've all, we've seen the rise of the state. You know, we haven't really seen the rise of the church, okay? We've seen state dominating church all throughout the last 900 years. Go ahead. Well, what they were doing, uh, see, way back when, when they when they conquered these other places and things like that, I mean, the Catholic church was, you know, all through there, right? Okay, the thing is, the the leaders of the countries and stuff like that, the Catholic Church, they were milking them for money everywhere they went. And like they said, if you don't give us what we want, when we want it, and how we want it, we're going to tell the people that we're not going to bless their children. And they're going to turn against you. And the, the leaders of the country couldn't have that. And they they made it look like that they were separating church and state. Okay, they're mm-hmm. saying well one don't have nothing to do with the other, 
but in reality, they were blowing smoke up people's tailpipe because it all went back to Constantine anyway. It makes total sense because you need to have a people that have the understanding that there's a God outside of man that can determine what is right and what's wrong so that we can live with forgiveness in our hearts, so we can forgive each other and to live as Jesus would live, basically. But that doesn't actually get rid of the, the state. It doesn't get rid of the um, involvement of the church with the state. All it does is allow for people that are free right, to still have their re- religious beliefs and be involved in politics. But the, the, the separation of church and state only has application when when the government is trying to force religious belief onto some particular group or individual. So, again, they can't just, just come in and do it just because they want to make it. Just because our country was founded on Christian ideology doesn't mean that, it, that the founders intended on everybody following their specific religious ideology. Well, I understand, but our country wasn't founded on Christian values. Because George Washington and Zimita, they weren't Catholic. They were Masons, okay? Mm-hmm. And some weren't, but the, the founding fathers, they had 16 presidents before George Washington. You know Roddy Kay is recording this, right? What's that? I said Roddy Kay is probably recording this. Okay. But you said something about George Washington being a Catholic? No, I said he wasn't Catholic. He was not Catholic, okay. No, he wasn't. Like I said, we were talking about him being George Washington was a Mason, and so was, uh, I mean, you know, but it goes far deeper than that. Haven't you ever noticed what our flag was before, before they made it the Stars and the Stripes? Um, well, you know that you know that flag that says "Don't that flag that says don't tread on me." Yeah, the snake. Yeah, that was the flag. It was the right. serpent. You know why the it was the serpent? <laughs> yes. Tell me why. Because of the Bible. Yeah. Well, the serpent represents the divine energy of the Creator. Actually, if you ask me, the Don't Set On Me logo with the snake on there being yeah. the original state would actually represent that because according to the Bible, Satan got turned into, you know, the serpent got, you know, forced on to the dust of the ground to basically eat the dust and also, like, fall on his belly. I, I know, but that they twist and turn that story. Right. That story in Genesis that you're talking about, they twist and turn that too, like as uh, like I was saying earlier, we were actually beings of light that was put into a code, put into a coat of skin. And you know, when it, you know when the scripture says they heard the voice of God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and then it talks about the serpent, and it says about them you know the tree. Mm-hmm. And it says, well, because it says, God said, if you eat of this tree, you will surely die. 
right? And then the serpent says, well, that's not so. That if you eat it up, you'll be as God's knowing good and evil. Well, let me tell you something real quick. Let me stop you because what you just said sounded to me as if the God of creation was tempting man by saying, don't eat of that tree. If you do, you shall surely die. That's a temptation. No, 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 no. I was going to show you something. You know what the Sumerian clay tablets are? No, I do not, but I've heard the name. They're, I've heard the they're, they're the oldest known writings in the world, one of them. I mean, and there's thousands of tablets on it. That's another reason George Bush and him went into Iraq. It wasn't just for the oil and other things. They went after those ancient tablets. There's a lot more going on than people have any clue. That serpent... Well, there was well, you yeah. heard of what they talk about the Anunnaki? I heard about it, yeah. Okay. Well the Anunnaki, even the very name Anunnaki means those from heaven to earth came. Or right. you might hear about it in scriptures, the fallen angels or the watchers. But heaven also means everything up above us, all the heavens. You know, what it what it means is they're we're not the only ones in this universe. What it means, you can call them extraterrestrials or whatever you want to call them, but I'm just telling you, there's more than meets the eye than what they're telling the people. They they mm-hmm. twist and turn a lot of things. I'm telling you, that's why it tells us to study to show ourselves approved. Mm-hmm. If they weren't important, if they were not important, President Bush and all those other people that were presidents before wouldn't risk starting a war to get those things, okay? They're telling you one thing. Oh, well, we thought thought they had weapons of mass destruction, and they find out they didn't have them. No, they went in there to do what they did, but they had to have a reason to do it to get the people to agree to it. And by us not knowing, they knew that we were ignorant of it, certain ones of us, and we gave them the okay, yeah, let's go in there and kick ass. We're America. Right. And if you notice all the soldiers nowadays that are over there coming back, you know, they got PTSD, they got their legs blown off and everything else, and if you ever sit down and talk to them, they'll tell you, man, they weren't our enemies. They're just like us. They were told that we were going to invade them, and we're told that they were going to do this and that to us. They're lying on both sides. Yes, they are. That's that's exactly what's happening. It's an intellectual game. That's why the best option for all of us is to choose, right? But first of all, the blood of Jesus. Why? Because it's the one trick that they've actually given to us out there, the blood of Yeshua. But it's, it's the not one trick. It's it's not it's, the blood. It yes, because no, it, it is not the blood like that. There, the scripture. You know, look, look what the Messiah. Look what the Messiah teacher said himself. He did not. Say, he did not say it was the blood. I'm not telling you wrong. I'm not he saying. Said, I'm just, he said it was. To, he said it's the knowledge. The knowledge. 
the knowledge of what? The understanding, the knowledge of what the Creator is really talking about. It's not the blood. There, you hear people going around, and I used to do it when I was younger. I plead the blood of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, in the blood of Jesus, it ain't got nothing to do with that. It does not have to do with that. divine creator, it doesn't. There is one aspect of the blood that is, that is there, and it is a secret in the scriptures there that the churches do not want the people to know about whatsoever. And it's a key to age-lasting ability. But when you tell people that, they, you know, they, whoa, 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 how can that be? Uh, Because they don't know. They're relying on what their preacher told them instead of going looking for themselves. The Messiah teacher, if you really listen and don't listen, don't read it the way that the churches has taught you. Read it word for word, line upon line, and precept upon precept. Then you'll get a... I'm telling you, you'll get a rude awakening what it's really talking about instead of reading it like the way the preachers explained it to you. You're going to say, hey, I've read this a hundred times and I never saw it like that. You know why? Because he programmed you to hear it that way. Because he kept telling it to you over and over and over and over and over. And after a while, you thought it was true. When it was not. That's why it says my people perish for the lack of knowledge. They don't understand. They die. Our salvation or or, our... Oh, man. It's so important. And everybody says, well, you know, I cannot... I cannot... I'm sneezing. You know, while you're talking, I'm sneezing the whole time. Well, all I'm saying is why, why you're, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we we cannot get our mother, brother, sisters, wives, or children to to heaven or to the Creator. It's an individual affair. They have to do it themselves. Now we can tell them our life experiences and uh, what we've come to know and understand of the Creator, we can give pass on that knowledge. But it's still their decision whether they're going to accept it or walk on. And that's what the that's why the one that you're calling Jesus said, Let the dead bury the dead. You come and follow me. That's right. Live with the life. Don't worry about what's happening with the dead. Yeah. Straight is the way. And narrow is the way that leadeth to everlasting life. Mm-hmm. The broad is the way, and what does it say? And there will be many that go in thereat that leadeth to destruction and death. Yeah, but see, I have no obligation to memorize the scriptures because God said even in the Bible that he would write his commandments in the tablet of my heart. So at some okay. point, if I'm a true believer, I'm gonna I'm gonna just have this stuff just, just come out from me, and it doesn't matter what I've read in the past. It doesn't how much matter how much research I've done. God will write His commandments on my heart. Yes, sir. The heart is your middle subconscious mind. It's not the thing that pumps blood. 
you feel the emotion there, but everything comes out of the mind of man, everything. Even the feelings and sensations in the body comes from the mind. And if you look at that word in the Strong's Greek 4151, if you look it up, the word spirit, it means the mind. It's the same, yeah, it's one and the same. You know what, I, 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 you know, let me say something real quick, because I, I'll be honest, I, I support you. First of all, I want to get behind you and let you know that I that I appreciate what you're saying. And I just know that the mind is something way more expansive than what we have thought it has been. So limited. We thought it was limited just to the, the confinements of the body, right, of a particular uh, brain. But in fact, mind goes way beyond that. It goes, it's way more expansive because it stretches out into the cosmos. Everything has mind attached to it. Everything has physical form attached to it, and it's all mind. That's, that's the mind screw right there. Everything is mind, and it has a physical form attached to it. But see, but the system, so-called system, those that want to usurp authority over us, they lied to us, they limited us, they they told us something that was not true. But see, because the mind is infinite. There's no place in this universe that you cannot go because the, the mind is not bound to this body, okay? You can have out-of-body experiences that, because I have, and other things. And believe me, it's not limited. They have they they kept truths from us to be all we can be before the Creator. They they left out. They give you a little bit of the truth, and you 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 bear witness of it in you because it the Creator's in us. But they twist a lot of it to where you have to. You you'll either miss the boat or you got to do a whole lot of digging and searching to find it. They they kept it basically, you can say for themselves. The words, but they don't want nobody to know. They know it, but they don't want nobody else to know it. But because of what they're doing to all of us, all the children of the world, these rulers, you know, when they're talking about in Revelations that they committed whoredoms with the whore. The whore is the Catholic Church. Okay? You got the Pope or the Papa. He's saying he's the Father. He's the mediator between God and us. That he has to give us the instruction to where we can understand. When the, any, it, it says in the, in the laws of the the Catholic Church in that, I, I don't remember what I have to ask White Wolf next time I talk to him, or maybe he can clarify it, because I don't want to speak out of line. Um, that whenever a pope makes a decree or a papal bull, if, if the pope tells the people they have to do this or that, I don't care if you're a Pentecostal, a Baptist, a Lutheran, or what you are. Every church in the world has to uh, do what he said by that papal degree, decree. They have to, yeah, get, in be, they, they have be, to get in line and follow it. Whether they that would be because, or, look, that's because of their statutory scheme. The, the Catholic Church 
is also a civil authority. This is, this is what's interesting about it all. The, church, the Christian church is not that. This is why America was founded on Christian principles, because it, it's not based on statutory schemology. What we're talking about is total common law. Yeah. Yeah, but ahead. every time you say Christian, you're saying Catholic. You're, that's what you're really doing. That's not it. That, that's not it. Where did you get that? I, 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 know what you, well, I know what you're thinking. It's Christ-like, it. but it's not. Prove, prove what you're saying right now. You're saying, if I say Christian, I'm talking about Catholic. That's not true. I'm not talking about Roman Catholic authority or any of the laws that go with their canon law. Not at he's all. The one, he's the one that coined. You didn't hear nothing about Christianity or Christian before mm-hmm. Constantine. He's the one that coined the word Christianity. And look, uh, in, okay. in, in, a, in a papal bull from 1519 to 1521, you know what a papal bull is? It's a decree that the Pope it's a decree or a law put out by the Pope. Pope Leo X, from 1519 to 1521, says how well we know this myth and fable of Christ and Christianity has served us well. If you don't believe me, check it out for yourself. It's there. The myth and fable. The one that you're calling Jesus is not the name of the Emmanuel, the one that was to come. That is a made up name that is a made up name by the Catholic Church. And believe me, believe me, I I believed that wholeheartedly at one time, dude. And when I when I found out you talk about crying and weeping and everything else Everything that I knew went down the toilet. That's why I had to do the studying and digging and praying and crying and everything else. I already got what you're saying. Because I want to know, not for anybody else, but for me. What you need to understand about me is that I'm a very logical person. And when I see the system using Christianity as a tool, I'm going to... I'm going to just jump right in there too. Not that I don't. I don't want to correct. You know what I'm saying? What's wrong with the system necessarily? Blast fever! Blast fever! But I will. The proof is I'm going to. I see what's going on with their manipulation of my intellect. In other words, everyone is smart. You have the ability to think. Blast fever! You know, you don't even know. You don't even know what the uh, what do you call it? A blasphemy is. That was that was Todd Morris talking. Blasphemer! Blasphemer! Hail Mary, Mother of God.
Is it call over? Hello? Yeah, you muted everybody. It got quiet. No, I didn't mute everybody. Every, uh, I guess something within the line there. I don't know. There's something going on there. But we've been on here right at two hours now, and it's been a great call, and I do appreciate each and every one of you for coming in there, except for the ones that are harassing and, harassing and saying those those things that we don't, what I say, we don't agree with. I'm talking about the foul language and the name calling and things. But, uh, well, that, when that guy said blasphemer, the, what's the that? God struck, struck the call there when he said blasphemer. You well, I, you know, I know they can say that, but if they went and did any studying at all, they'll find out that, you know, then I think they'd find out. I think out, he was, I, I think I, he was I, calling I, that uh, Donaldson guy. He was calling Donaldson a blasphemer. Oh, because I mean it's there, and if they, if like I said, if you had a strong concordance of the Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic, I mean it's all there. You can study that way. Plus, also in the other texts and stuff, it, it's there if they care to go look. And don't just read it as what the preachers told them, but really look at it one-on-one, word-for-word, and they get a different understanding. I mean, that's what it tells you to do, study to show yourself approved. If you just take everybody's word for it, you ain't going to know what to believe. But again, what I'm saying, I I do appreciate y'all coming in, and thank you, Roddy, for having a conversation with me and things like that there. And uh, Donaldson, uh, but, uh, you know, we've been on here right at two hours now and to be able to, you know, have it to where it's they can go back and listen to it without having it too long. I think that we need to cut it short here. So with that, you know, I appreciate each and every one of you for coming in tonight. And thank you for participating, uh, Roddy K. And uh, like I said, I'm going to end the call. Thank thank you all for coming tonight. God bless. What's that? God bless. God bless you too. Shalom, prosper, be in perfect divine health. My prayer is that each and every one of you all have a a great and prosperous life and that you all receive the good, good, and very good. With that, I'm going to end the call. Good night, everyone. Good night. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.